Mark chapter 7. Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus. And they saw some of his disciples eating with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. Now in holding to the tradition of the elders, the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat until they wash their hands ceremonially. And on returning from the market, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions for them to observe, including the washing of cups, pitchers, kettles, and couches for dining. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned Jesus, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders? Instead, they eat with defiled hands. Jesus answered them, Isaiah prophesied correctly about you hypocrites. As it is written, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. They teach as doctrine the precepts of men. You have disregarded the commandment of God to keep the tradition of men. He went on to say, You neatly set aside the command of God to maintain your own tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. But you say that if a man says to his father or mother, Whatever you would have received from me is Corban, that is, a gift devoted to God. He is no longer permitted to do anything for his father or mother. Thus you nullify the word of God by the tradition you have handed down, and you do so in many such matters. Once again Jesus called the crowd to him and said, All of you listen to me and understand. Nothing that enters a man from the outside can defile him. But the things that come out of a man, these are what defile him. After Jesus had left the crowd and gone into the house, his disciples inquired about the parable. Are you still so dull, he asked. Do you not understand? Nothing that enters a man from the outside can defile him, because it does not enter his heart, but it goes into the stomach and then is eliminated. Thus all foods are clean. He continued, What comes out of a man, that is what defiles him. For from within the hearts of men come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, debauchery, envy, slander, arrogance, and foolishness. All these evils come from within, and these are what defile a man. Jesus left that place and went to the region of Tyre. Not wanting anyone to know he was there, he entered a house, but was unable to escape their notice. Instead, a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit soon heard about Jesus, and she came and fell at his feet. Now she was a Greek woman of Syrophoenician origin, and she kept asking Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First, let the children have their fill, he said. For it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, Lord, she replied. Even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then Jesus told her, Because of this answer you may go. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found her child lying on the bed, and the demon was gone. Then Jesus left the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of the Decapolis. Some people brought to him a man who was deaf and hardly able to speak, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. 
So Jesus took him aside privately, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed deeply and said to him, Ephaphatha, which means be opened. Immediately the man's ears were opened, and his tongue was released, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them, the more widely they proclaimed it. The people were utterly astonished and said, He has done all things well. He makes even the deaf hear and the mute speak. Chapter 8 In those days the crowd once again became very large, and they had nothing to eat. Jesus called the disciples to him and said, I have compassion for this crowd, because they've already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will faint along the way, for some of them have come a great distance. The disciples replied, Where in this desolate place could anyone find enough bread to feed all these people? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied. And he instructed the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves, gave thanks, and broke them, and gave them to his disciples to set before the people and they distributed them to the crowd. They also had a few small fish, and Jesus blessed them and ordered that these be set before them as well. The people ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over, and about 4,000 men were present. As soon as Jesus had dismissed the crowd, he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha. Then the Pharisees came and began to argue with Jesus, testing him by demanding from him a sign from heaven. Jesus sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation demand a sign? Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, got back into the boat, and crossed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Watch out, he cautioned them, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod. So they began to discuss with one another the fact that they had no bread. Aware of their conversation, Jesus asked them, Why are you debating about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Do you have such hard hearts? Having eyes do you not see, and having ears do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many basketfuls of broken pieces did you collect? Twelve, they answered. And when I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many baskets of broken pieces did you collect? Seven, they said. Then he asked them, Do you still not understand? When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then he spit on the man's eyes and placed his hands on him. Can you see anything? he asked. The man looked up and said, I can see the people, but they look like trees walking around. Once again, Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes, and when he opened them, his sight was restored, and he could see everything clearly. Jesus sent him home and said, Do not go back into the village. Then Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he questioned his disciples. Who do people say I am? They replied, 
Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. But what about you? Jesus asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ. And Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke this message quite frankly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But Jesus, turning and looking at his disciples, rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus called the crowd to him along with his disciples, and he told them, If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and for the gospel will save it. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Chapter 9 Then Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God arrive with power. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became radiantly white, brighter than any launderer on earth could bleach them. And Elijah and Moses appeared before them, talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For they were all so terrified that Peter did not know what else to say. Then a cloud appeared and enveloped them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus admonished them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept this matter to themselves, discussing what it meant to rise from the dead. And they asked Jesus, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He replied, Elijah does indeed come first, and he restores all things. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected? But I tell you that Elijah has indeed come, and they have done to him whatever they wished, just as it is written about him. When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and scribes arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were filled with awe and ran to greet him. What are you disputing with them? He asked. Someone in the crowd replied, Teacher, I brought you my son, who has a spirit that makes him mute. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive it out, but they were unable. Oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long must I remain with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him, and seeing Jesus, the spirit immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. 
He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has this been with him? From childhood, he said. It often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. If you can, echoed Jesus, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father cried out, I do believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd had come running, he rebuked the unclean spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you to come out and never enter him again. After shrieking and convulsing him violently, the spirit came out. The boy became like a corpse, so that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? Jesus answered, This kind cannot come out except by prayer. Going on from there, they passed through Galilee, but Jesus did not want anyone to know because he was teaching his disciples. He told them, The Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. But they did not understand the statement, and they were afraid to ask him about it. Then they came to Capernaum. While Jesus was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must be the last of all and the servant of all. Then he had a little child stand among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not only me, but the one who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone else driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not accompany us. Do not stop him, Jesus replied, for no one who performs a miracle in my name can turn around and speak evil of me, for whoever's not against us is for us. Indeed, if anyone gives you even a cup of water because you bear the name of Christ, truly I tell you, he will never lose his reward. But if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and to be thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two hands and go into hell, into the unquenchable fire. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where their worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt loses its saltiness, with what will you season it? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with one another. Chapter 10 then Jesus left that place and went into the region of Judea, beyond the Jordan. 
Again the crowds came to him and he taught them, as was his custom. Some Pharisees came to test him. Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? They inquired. What did Moses command you? He replied. They answered, Moses permitted a man to write his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away. But Jesus told them, Moses wrote this commandment for you because of your hardness of heart. However, from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they're no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. When they were back inside the house, the disciples asked Jesus about this matter. So he told them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. Now people were bringing the little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. And the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and told them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up and knelt before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus replied. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not cheat others. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he replied, all these I have kept from my youth. Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said to him, There is one thing you lack. Go, sell everything you own and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But the man was saddened by these words and went away in sorrow, because he had great wealth. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. They were even more astonished and said to one another, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Truly, I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the gospel will fail to receive a hundredfold in the present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and fields along with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. As they were going up the road to Jerusalem, Jesus was walking ahead of them. The disciples were amazed, but those who followed were afraid. Again, Jesus took the twelve aside and began to tell them what was going to happen to him. 
Look, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes. They will condemn him to death and will deliver him over to the Gentiles, who will mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him. And after three days he will rise again. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus and declared, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? he inquired. They answered, Grant that one of us may sit at your right hand and the other at your left hand in your glory. You do not know what you are asking, Jesus replied. Can you drink the cup I will drink or be baptized with the baptism I will undergo? We can, the brothers answered. You will drink the cup that I drink, Jesus said, and you will be baptized with the baptism that I undergo. But to sit at my right or left is not mine to grant. These seats belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. So Jesus called them together and said, You know that those regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their superiors exercise authority over them. But it shall not be this way among you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be the slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Next they came to Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho with a large crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many people admonished him to be silent, but he cried out all the louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man. Take courage, they said. Get up, he's calling for you. Throwing off his cloak, Bartimaeus jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. Rabboni, said the blind man. Let me see again. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. 